Hello, bienvenidas mujeres del siglo XXI. Welcome to Women of the 21st Century, a podcast where we talk with women who are leaders, entrepreneurs, empowered women who have changed their lives in this 21st century. Mujeres del siglo XXI, líder, empoderamiento de la mujer en sus vidas. I'm Sarai, I'm the host. Let's start talking. Today we want to talk about domestic violence and um, I have a guest. She's working on a hotline and she's from Greenwich. You're working in Greenwich. And um, okay, Denise, introduce yourself. Hi, Sally. Thank you for having me here. I'm very glad to be here. Um, yes, I work for Greenwich Domestic Violence Hotline. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I'm here to to give you um, information for our community and to share m my little knowledge of yeah. my experience um, uh, as a domestic violence survivor and also as a domestic violence um, crisis hotline. So Denise, our, so talking more, um, who really, who you are, who is Denise? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> it's always hard to, to introduce myself, but I, I am a woman of faith, mm -hmm. and um, I always begin there. And I'm a wife of an amazing husband and a mother of four precious kids. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and um, I am very passionate about healthy relationships. Yes. And um, and I, I think I've in this journey, I, I find that it's the relationship with myself that and ourselves, right, with one another that... The, it all begins there. Exactly. Yes. So my my other thing is how we, how you get how are you involved on this hotline? Yeah. Now in this time of of my life, I can I'm just I'm very glad to look back and see how God really brought me and walked me through what I experienced and all these chapters of my life, and I ended up being um, starting with domestic violence. Exactly. Um, in Greenwich, um, right around, oh, it's been a long time, about since 2011, mm -hmm. 2010. And I, I, I began the work there as, as someone who, who received service. Yeah. Um, I then transitioned to be a volunteer. And then I, and then I, I was certified, I was certified with them and through them yeah um to assist in the hotlines oh, okay yeah wow i also um well that's that's my passion part of my some of my passion and about a side of that i'm, I'm a bookkeeper administrator for it um for a christian ministry and that's also what i do wow. yeah i love numbers and i love women <laughs> and codes <laughs> yes that's good <laughs> so i was um i was thinking so um, every day, how many calls every day you have? So, I in in if I can give you the data that I have. Um, let me pull that out because I don't know from the top of my head. But I know throughout the the quarantine, yeah, we our calls um, really increased. Yeah, I think so. Because a lot of men were at home and a lot of women were home, oh. obviously, and and that um, that I think that increased up, uh, across the country uh, domestic violence cases. Yeah. Um, so I. 
So I don't have an exact number, but I can say that about 20 people per minute, um, 20 people per minute are suffering um, in any form, in any way or form, shape um, of abuse, of domestic violence with, with a partner here in the United States. Wow. And that, that equals around 10 million, 10 millions of men and women a year. Wow. <laughs> um, that's about 960,000 and 3 millions of, um, of those incidents are reported annually. So when um and there there's many of those I mean if mm-hmm. you do the math there, there's just a lot of those that are not reported exactly yeah and um, the most is on USA yeah most most like uh, this community like immigrants or Latinos or yeah. it could be everyone yeah. It could be anyone. Um, I mean, at least from where I do the work, which is in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, our last report, which it's for 2020, we have we had um, five five thousand two hundred eighty four calls. Wow, five thousand. Yeah, five thousand two eighty four calls. 600, 630 of those calls were clients that received services of domestic violence in our agency. So I'm only specifically talking about our agency in Greenwich, Connecticut. And um, 1,172 um, of those services were uh, sheltering uh, women, men, adults, and children. Wow. Um, yeah. That experience domestic violence and needed a place to stay yeah because i even know i was explaining to you or i even know what is really hotline i no idea it really exists so they happened to me when i was um when i had this problem and i was in the train and i was like so nervous and i had this situation with my ex-partner and i was thinking what i do so i had to call our I had to check the website and I see this hotline and I see this number and I call. And really, I I just want to talk to someone because I feel like um, I feel like I need it. I need to be yeah. explain what really what is really happened to me. And um, so I so someone someone asked me and um, and I see someone speak Spanish there. So I say yes. So mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. And they asked me, where are you? What did you do? Uh, come down. Everything is. And that really, really, ha- really helped me a lot, uh, this conversation with, with this lady. And I feel like they know because mm. it's not like maybe like, you know, the police officer, because you just see they're different. They don't treat nice like, like this lady treat me very nice. And I feel mm. the empathy. I feel it. I see like my sister, like someone in there. Yeah. Well, in addition to what the numbers I was saying, I, I want to mention, too, that um, we had 70, 77 new clients in the last year in 2020. And in, in, in references to what you're telling me about your story, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you've been through that. It's it's hard. Um, but I do want to say that 
I'm glad that you got somebody on the on the hotline yeah. and on the other side of the phone that you felt connected with mm -hmm. and that you felt that she had empathy and that she understood. Yeah. Because that's um, that's one of the that's one of the um, the beauties and the gifts of this hotline services nice. is because once you feel that you're heard that you are understood, mm -hmm. you are able to kind of like and then and then you're able to dump all your feelings and your thoughts and emotions um, the, you know the hotline um, crisis person it's that's what they're there for that's one of the you know that's one mm -hmm. of the, um, the the reasons why they're there too to help you navigate your feelings to help you um, you know get to a point where you feel more relaxed so that you can describe what's going on and and, and just and just air out everything that had happened yes um and 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 opposed to the um to the police you know the police mm -hmm. officers I, i can only speak about my experience with them in the area that i work which is greenwich mm -hmm. um and into that also um i can ex I, i know that we as a domestic violence agency we really go and train police officers about domestic violence and the awareness mm -hmm. of it and how to ask more questions when they are in phase of a situation. Exactly. Of a, yeah. So I, I, I'm one of those people where I still want to believe and think that there are good police officers and I know that they are everywhere, that yeah. they care and that, you know, and, and, And to show empathy, but also ultimately to protect. Okay. So, yeah, I want to make sure I say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. I was, um, yeah, because I don't know, I, I'm confused because for me, I had these bad, bad feelings with the police. He, he mm -hmm. treat me, he, they don't treat me well, maybe because I feel like race, racist things. Yeah. And I feel like because I was, um, I was really focus i was so stuck and i don't know what i what i right now I, i just want to say hey this guy he's hit me um i had this problem he mm. he started with me but my 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 english is go it's like <coughs> not connect my mind my body that was this disconnect on on this situation so that's why the um my views you were in shock yes yeah and, and the abuse he was talking and he he put everything on my side And, oh, she's bad. Oh, she do this. Mm. Oh, she hit my kids. And I was like, nothing about this. I was, I was like, wow. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, um, I'm not saying that your case is the only case where you feel the police is not help. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry that that happened. I think that's um, unfortunate. And, um, but I also know that Um, like I said, they're being trained mm -hmm. and you can always ask for interpreter. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, like you said, it's such you're in shock. Mm -hmm. You're just not thinking properly and coherently. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hard to to yeah. say what's going on, exactly. let alone in another in another um, language. Um, so I think it's really give credit to the victim who call the police and to educate and, and let them know that they can ask for an interpreter to the police and even when they call the hotline. And the hotline, yes. yes. So, and this, I was thinking, wow, is she, 
it should be I know I should be called hotline and I should be talk to me from the police and then I think yeah that's another thing that when you call the hotline um, and you ask to speak with someone in your in your native language mm -hmm. um, that person can talk to the police with full permission you know from 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 the victim okay and that person either can talk to the police who already arrived at your home or at the place where um, where the incident happened, mm -hmm. or they can call for you, but with the understanding that the victim gives full consent for that. Yeah, because I was waiting 30 minutes to or interpret, the interpret come and there's a police officer that speaks Spanish and I was 30 minutes and I was <laughs> I was like, I just want to go home. I want oh, to leave. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is, that's why I want to be... Um, It's very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. And I think um, like we can just encourage women and men and anyone who's going through domestic violence to call, to call the hotline, to call police. And if they don't speak English, to ask for interpreters. Exactly. And Inside of this, I know it's very overwhelming to, mm -hmm. like I said, to speak in another language or to ask. Mm -hmm. But that's why we're doing this, right? To encourage them to do it anyways. Exactly. Even when it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was thinking, sir, how many are interpreters you have in this hotline? There are uh, only Latins or they have more oh, language? Oh, no, we have like... I don't know, I think it's like 17 languages. So it's, yeah, we have. Wow, <laughs> yeah. 17 languages. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what came up, uh, you know, top of my head. But we have, I mean, we have Russian. We have all. There are different. Yes, yes. That's good. Have. Yeah. So when on this, um, we were talking about well, how we, how would we know that um, when we talk to the hotline or someone there or there? The police, and how do you know the guy is our, the person there is our manipulate, he manipulate the situation. How do you know if you don't see the face? How do you know the lines? Okay, so I think it's very important. First to, maybe this is a time where we can talk about what are the traces of a toxic, abusive relationship. Exactly. Um, and, 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 and I can still say that education about this is so important because when you label and you name the behaviors it's e it and i'm not, not going to say that it's easy but i think it becomes easier in so many ways mm -hmm. to say what is going on Exactly. In details. Exactly. So, for example, manipulation is a form of abuse. Yeah. And in manipulation, there's basically a lot of branches of how someone can manipulate. Yeah. Right. Um, gaslighting, which is basically um, gaslighting is the abuser through the gaslighting makes the victim doubt about her sanity or his sanity. Yes. So yes. basically you you think you're going crazy, you think you're crazy, and somehow there is a there is um disconnection with reality mm -hmm. and your inner world. It's like it's not happening, but it's happening, but if I say it's happening, 
I am the crazy one. Wow. And, and and then you you are the one to be blamed for, you know, Sorry. quote unquote. So you get you, you believe that you're the one to be blamed for. And there's a lot of shame on top of that. Um, you know, sexual abuse. Um, and this is like one of the things that I, and in in is not I don't think it's set, it's being said enough that if you're married and if you say no to sex and you're forced to being um sexual with your partner yeah um that is sexually that you're being sexually abused wow that's good to know <laughs> yes there is financial um abuse um and that's when um the abuser holds or holds um F finances hold um, the the funds. The funds, yeah. yeah, for for the for the victim or the other person to to be able to go places, buy food, buy gas, go like stay. Oh, honey, stay at home. I do everything. That's the start. That's how they start. Well, I yeah, I think there's like there's a lot of threats that we can. You know, and yeah. that's like a bigger conversation we can only have about manipulative behavior. Yeah. Um, but I think when you don't feel part of the decision mm -hmm. making of the of the finances in a relationship, and um, you're not being um, you're not being counted on, and you're being refrained from the funds mm -hmm. all the time, and you're being told that. You know that you don't know how to manage it, and but in a in a very nasty way, in a very um, yeah, in a very manipulative, in a very um, harsh way. Yeah, yeah, where you don't have the access to do other than what you're being told or given. Um, I, you know, and then there's the emotional, verbal, and psychological abuse. Mm -hmm. Where you know you're being called names, where constantly you're being um, like they always call putas in <laughs> Espanol. Siempre, ah, she is una puta. Yeah, and yeah, I think this, and, this is the like greatest. Yeah, and and I think like you know a lot of uh, at least in 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 the in the Spanish community community or in Latin Latin, uh, Latin America, I think it's kind of like okay. Yeah. For someone to call you names mm -hmm. and to be okay right after, and I think we need to normalize that it's not okay. Exactly that you have a name mm -hmm. and that's the name that you should be called. Exactly. And any other than that, it's you know it's a form of belittling you, especially if it's a negative. Really, and um, because term. we're you're thinking about this, it's like really um, psychology. And your mind say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the bitch." Oh, okay. So, like Latins, we say, "I'm okay. I'm gonna do it," because they're they trick you on this all the time. You are puta, do esto, do el otro, and they make you like you have to be doing, like you mm. are trash. Like, okay, now do it. You are trash. Yeah, no, because the more <laughs> this is why it's so important about awareness because you start to believe what you're being told. Exactly. So if you are being told a lot of times that that's what you are, mm -hmm. most likely you will act upon what you believe you are. Exactly. Yeah. And this is so. Does mean this is abuse too? That's abuse. That's a form. Yeah. That's a emotional and psychological abuse. Wow. Um, yeah. 
So I was um um last time when we was talking to Jenny and you tell me something I was thinking like how, explain me more about the woman the the encourage how why the woman they had to be take those encourage or or, or, or gritar fuerte por qué Okay so what you're saying is that why do we have to why do we have to um encourage ourselves mm -hmm. and, 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 and in those moments mm -hmm. and how do we get the strength out right exactly. especially when you when we have been believing that we are nothing that mm -hmm. we're garbage that we're trash and very little of us is being it's left so to speak mm -hmm. within ourselves and um i think that well and, and i believe that Your, your inner voice, which is your strength, which is God, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which um, it's always there. And, and even in the moments where you don't think you, when you think that you're nothing, yeah. you can still access to that courage and speak up. Yeah. So I think it's very, very important that women know this. They know that no matter how... Um, That is the abuse that that inside of them, the courage and the strength mm -hmm. is intact. Yes. They need to go in deep and talk and and, 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 and speak. scream and say it. This has happened to me. It's This is happening. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I can I can share from my experience. Mm -hmm. I and 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 it, You know, just I mean, tell it to funny, don't worry <laughs> it's okay yeah but um i i i you know i was in a domestic violence um situation and i was already a volunteer in greenwich um in the agency that i still i work for and i was going through my training to become basically certified for 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 what i do now and i was going through i had I was in a domestic violence um, situation where yeah. I was, I called the police. Wow. And I mean, if you talk about shame, that was that, shame. That I would, I felt shame to say that I was going through this yeah. and that I was actually, you know. And there. Yeah. I was actually getting certified yeah. and all this. And when the police came and, um, And the, when the police came and they were like, okay, but nothing, because I couldn't, I, the words to say, okay, he's, he pushed me, he called me names, I'm scared, mm -hmm. I couldn't get those words out. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I did, what I had to do is to say, I know you're being trained, because at that point I knew that they were trained about domestic violence. Yeah. So I said, I know you're, you're being trained about this. And I, I can't have you leave me here with this man. I need you to do something for me. Exactly. And if you don't, I'm going to be harmed. Wow. And I think, like I said, I, I, it was just that little voice. Yes. Even though I couldn't get the words out. That courage you said yeah, you're like, talking about. But that was, I think that was a courageous moment mm -hmm. where the police officer was, he got the hints. Like yeah. he, he was able to do something. Um, and, you know, and then ask the questions yes. and then, yeah, intervene from there. But they were about to leave and they were yeah. about to leave me there with the abuser. Wow. Yeah. 
because I couldn't get the words out. Yes, yes. And obviously the abuser was giving them another story. Mm, yeah. Which the, that's very normal. Oh, that's yes. like like know, always happen. <laughs> yeah. And um but I think um that's why it's so important to to empower women and encourage exactly. women mm-hmm. that you know that power it, it is with us have it. and we have it and no matter how much we're been you have to abused, use yes it's there and um it's it's always available to access exactly it's always available for access and and also when we are in a dv situation we don't see the opportunities that they are to get out exactly so if anything i i hope that when women are hearing me right now mm-hmm. that they know that they know that there is there are many opportunities and many ways to get out of domestic violence yes yeah it's hard they yeah. think oh because like you know those community latins they are always woman say oh pero eres una tonta por qué te dejas por por qué has esto entonces they do not really are they do not really have this situation and how you have to run it it's, sometimes it's hard yeah first of all i think it's good to say that um the judgment in any given situation like calling somebody dumb for staying in uh-huh. a relationship that it's not healthy for them mm-hmm. um actually actually it's not helpful for the victim it actually it actually not makes them because I don't I don't believe that people make other people but yeah. like it actually pushes the person to run to the abuser again more than to the family member exactly. or to ask for help yeah. because they're going to think that the next person is going to judge you just the same and that's not true mm. you I, I'm going to say that you are not dumb and stupid for staying exactly. um, I do believe that you are unconscious of what really is happening mm-hmm. and I, I do believe that to encourage education about healthy relationships exactly. it's a must and to encourage um, education about um, the red flags and how to identify abusers. Abusers. And, and, and how do you identify um, relationships that are toxic? Yeah. Be- like, because I was, I think we were talking about like the abuser will not just come and punch you in the face. Exactly. It, it will be, it will, you know, he'll do other things before before the physical abuse happens um he will not tell you don't wear the skirt or don't wear makeup or you're staying in the house and no one can call you right off the bat i think he does other things like controlling in little ways and when we are unaware of these ways Mm -hmm. we give room for the abuser to continue to perpetuate our limits exactly and i think that's very important to to educate about boundaries like we have physical and emotional boundaries that we need to um that's why i call goddess we are goddess we need to be love really really love each other love yourself come be confident on you and and I think that I think confidence and and love yourself it's a journey that you that you grow into every day the more you you take steps towards that mm-hmm. and and those steps looks like going to have therapy hire a coach 
go to your nearest church and someone that you admired and have them mentor you yeah um talk about it don't stop talking about it yeah this is the problem like most most like uh latinos like we are the women they they don't want to speak there's they feel like shame they don't want to be say it this has happened to me yeah shame is it's 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 thick in it. Mm-hmm. It's very thick, um, especially in domestic violence, and 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 this um, and this that we need to have this perfect life, and woman has to have it perfect. Exactly. And um, I think we're beautifully unperfect, and that's actually perfect <laughs> that we're <laughs> so unperfect. Yeah. Um, and 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 really to. To know that you are loved and that you r- deserve loved, um, it's also understanding that we are bio- biologically wired yeah. to be loved, to be heard, and to be in relationships. But to be in relationships that encourage you, to be in relationships that you feel seen, mm-hmm. that you feel valued, Um and that relationship also starts with you. Exactly. And, um, yeah. And, and I mean, I can speak with, from my experience. And like I said, I think a, a walk with your, at least for me, um, with my spiritual life with, and growing and trusting God and knowing that he was going to get me out. But I needed it to make steps, you know. I needed to, to take action towards in faith towards being emotionally free from codependency and wow. and 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 putting my worth in men that did not value me so i think it's vi- and once you know that you are absolutely and deeply loved and cared and valued and wonderfully made amen yeah yes i think it's that that's key that i think it's the base. We want to take a little break and um, thank you for listening to us. If you're interested in listening to information about midwifery through the lens of race, culture, and sexuality, If you have a uterus, know someone who has a uterus, or are just interested in information about people with uteruses, tune tune in in to the Midwife Midwife Crisis Podcast. Podcast. Okay, so we are back. We are here again with Denise. And uh, Denise... Can you share your story of domestic violence in and 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 where you where you are where where are you now and where are you before? where it was before yes we was before <laughs> okay <My> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes um well i can i can share that my experience with domestic violence started unfortunately at home Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love my parents, but uh, I experienced domestic violence with my dad and mom first. Yes. And then um, 
I experienced domestic violence uh, myself. Um, with my when I came to this country, I came to live with my sister and her husband, and I experienced domestic violence again again in there, and within myself and the relief. So I started with that base, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in that great example, which is not, but yeah, what is that? So that's all I knew mm-hmm. how to relate to others mm-hmm. in that in that in that sense. So when I was thirteen, I I mean I was very promiscuous, a very young age, and um, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was very promi- yeah, very and and got involved unfortunately with various um, abusive men um, who were manipulating me, controlling physical abuse. Um, and and because of that, I, you know, I went through my, my face of that and I didn't, I, I got to believe that that's what I deserved. Mm-hmm. So for many, many years, I believed that I deserved to be treated like that. Yeah. And... And, you know, and then I, I got married. Um, I want to say that the relationship with my with my kid's father was a toxic relationship, not a physical abuse, you know, abuse relationship. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of the verbal and the emotional, but I think um, I think he was also uneducated about what he was doing. And when I started educating myself of what I had been through and what I, what at that moment he was doing and mm-hmm. that I was doing, um, that stopped because we both got educated that about insults are a way in a form like we explained in, in, in earlier. So, but with that, and I, you know, I got divorced, I remarried again. And I experienced domestic violence again. Again, wow! Yes. And so I was in this cycle of yeah. very destructive relationships over and over and over again. Because this happened, and and we'll see in house. We'll see all this in the house. We'll see the patterns there. I see my 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 dad. He was like explaining. He was. Mm-hmm. We see all this situation, and we don't see they're different. We see. It's it's, it's nothing. It's like it's this is like this, and it, and it's nothing has changed. But it's really it's yeah. We don't have to be like that. Yeah, we don't know the difference, and we don't know what actually looks healthy and what is healthy anyway. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that because I, I I went through all of that and being in so much suffering, um, I think pain. It's inedible. You're going to go through painful situations in life. Yeah. But suffering, I think, is a choice. And at least for me, I, ch- I have chosen to live in suffering unconsciously for so long so that it came to a point where I no longer wanted it to suffer. Yeah. And being lost in the suffering and not knowing how to get out was actually my my place of actually getting out of it. So, um, and, and within this, I want to say that um, 
there's you know like I said there's in in all of this there's there's choices and yeah. you're gonna have pain there's you're gonna have pain of going out of the relationship and miss even missing the abuser missing the relationship um because you care for these people that you get involved with exactly so going through the 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 phase of um of se- separation and breakup all of that it's it's you have to go through it but then there's also a choice that most of when we are in it, we make, and it's the suffering of staying in a relationship where you're going to be battered, you're going to be abused, you're going to be, um, yeah, I mean, financially abused, emotionally abused, physically, sexually. So um, whether we want to, we don't know it in that moment that we're, we're making that choice, but that's why it's important that people know that there is a choice, that you can make the choice. And that's 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 the choice you make it. So yeah, so that's the choice I made in midst of the suffering. I suffered so much, I had enough of the suffering. Awesome. And so I you know, I I was walking in Stanford, Connecticut. I bump into um a bat, you know, a bathroom in Yukon, in, in the University of Yukon. Yeah. And there was a little card with the domestic violence hotline number. Yes. And I called and I asked, I said, this is, it's, this is what's going on. So I immediately got into seeing the therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they provide a, they, this is, and I, and I hope whoever is hearing me that, know that the agencies will provide resources like books, um, therapy, um, workshops, groups. And so they provided all of that. And I think that was that was the beginning of me getting out of and on this. Yes. Of um and, and, and then like this doesn't I mean it began there. I think I continue to learn. Um, now I'm in a different place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happily married with an amazing, kind, compassionate, loving, joyful man. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and we have really a great relationship. And he, I call it, he's my God-given man because he is. Wow. And I also described my relationship as I wake up every morning and I pinch myself because I can look back. I dreaming. Oh, yeah. I can look back and say where I was and where I am. And relationships are not perfect, but they but abuse. It's not part of the imperfection. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's to be clear that um yeah, you you know, to be in a healthy relationship with others, especially with a significant other, it is important to exalt and know that it is first within your with yourself, mm-hmm. and with yourself is um, knowing your value and knowing what God thinks about you. Exactly, and re- not only knowing in the head, but experiencing in the heart, and. And having that connection within the heart and the head and who you are and why God created you and what's your purpose, that's that's what, like, 
that's that's it <laughs> yes so you're, you make the choice and finally you find out the the, the click that yeah and I, I i realized that i i am deserving of a good healthy amazing vibrant joyful passionate relationship yeah. <laughs> and now i'm in one and i can say that I, i'm on the other side and i can say that it is possible and it is possible to experience it in a relationship with another human being. Yes. Um, and that's the beauty of it, that when we do the work and when we go through it and go through the pain and we're honest with ourselves and we take responsibility that we are also co-creating our lives with the choices that we are making. Exactly. And that, you know, and and. and God is always there to support us. So I just really want to encourage women that there is a possibility that it can be different. So by your experience, um, can you tell more about the domestic violence survives or currently? If someone listen right now, so... Yeah, if someone is listening right now, first of all, I want to say that you're not crazy. Even though you Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> even though you <laughs> have been told, that. yes, even though you have been told many, many times that you are crazy, you're not crazy. Even though you've been told that you are not worthy of love and that you are that you worth nothing, mm -hmm. I want to tell you that you are worthy of love and that you are very worthy of goodness in your life that's that's the first thing i want to say and the second one is that call the hotline call the national number and i can and i can say it is the 1-800 uh, let me say 1-800-799-7233 call that number ask for help see a therapist don't just stay with don't just end it there yeah look for people who will help you along the way and those are coaches mentors pastors community bible study surround yourself with women that maybe have been through the same situation but maybe not but that they will care for you and And, and you, and you know, I, I think I once heard this from my therapist that said, if you get one person, you just need that one person that believes in you before, like, as you are believing in yourself. Yeah. So get that person that believes in your goodness and your greatness and your healing into you starting to believe it for yourself. Wow. And I think it's, um, yeah. I, I want to say to my my best best friend Amon, thank you for support me. You always there. You believe in me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have that one person. <laughs> We all need that one person. Yes. And if you have more than that one person, then you you're good. <laughs> you're good. And um, yeah, and, and and I want to 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 say that um, domestic violence is mm -hmm. not something that you will that you have to live with for the rest of your lives you don't you are a woman or a man beautiful and 
beautifully, wonderfully made for goodness and purpose. So You're nice. here to do something good in this life. And um, I encourage you that, you that you take a hold of that and that you take a hold of the truth. Exactly. That God says that we are. <laughs> we are goddess. And um, yes. And, and also, I, I want to say to the women who, who, who are still in the domestic violence um, situations that the abuser will not change, that no matter how we articulate that change, it will, he will not change. It's, it's okay. Yes. It's okay, and it's okay to say, no, I don't want to stay here. Exactly. Yes. That's and, the word. Yeah, and it's okay to speak up, and it's okay to run, and it's okay. Okay, like you you say some words in Spanish when you you see the devil <laughs> running. Sí, desde el diablo sí. corre. Sí, y yo creo que um, una vez que tú pasas por una situación así, um, tienes la habilidad de volverte más fuerte y de empoderar a otras mujeres a tomar decisiones empoderadas Exacto. y amarse, amarse, amarse incondicionalmente. Y quiero compartir que yo he tenido along the way a lot of, um, a lot of mentors, a lot of coaches, a lot of um, people that really have come by my side mm -hmm. and they're always in seasons. So it kind of, but look for them because they're out there. And they want to help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I will give you the names of the people who have helped me and who are currently people that do this, you know, to that they're, this is what they do. Yeah. Um, and I want them to have access to them. So it's only does the information you give it to us, that's the phone number. And uh, so I will give you information, um, which is the phone number, which is the 800 7233, that's the national number okay. of domestic violence, and they will connect you with your local region. And, and also in, 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 into this, you don't have to talk to people within your region if that's what you decide not because mm -hmm. you feel that your abuser will have somehow um, uh, connections and you just don't feel safe for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, Other regions can give you phone services as, you know, teletherapy and, and counseling and resources um, from other regions. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, it's good that you connect with your region. But in case there are certain cases that it's just best mm -hmm. because of safety, that's fine too. Yeah. And, and the website, they have a website. Oh, yes, they, they do have a website, and their website is oh, www.thehotline.org. Perfect. Yes, and also for the Spanish community, for the Latinos who are scared of calling the hotline because mm -hmm. of their immigrational status, I really want to exalt that at least in Greenwich uh, and police will will attend to your call and regardless of your status, regardless of your status, and all the agencies, um, all the um, domestic violence are there to help you regardless of your status, your race, 
and your gender. Yes, and there are two resources that I want to share, which is Building One Community, Mm -hmm. which is here in Connecticut. Okay. And then there's the other one, which is CIRI, which is the Connecticut Institute for Refugees and Immigrants. And they have a lot of information about immigration. Mm -hmm. And but may I really want to say this again, may your immigrational status not be an impediment for you to call the hotline and report abuse. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This is Mujeres del Siglo XXI. Thank you.